Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Mullet Arena. Brennan Escott and Angie Quinnell back at the 630 Chad Studios. Some guests and orders now receive your certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roost Chris Steakhouse. Tell Chris and Brendan and Chef Altaf that orders now sent you. Roost Chris is open uh, Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close, 4 o'clock on Oiler game days as well. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline for the horses and horse racing elements. Alberta Racing returns May 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Uh, for more information, visit thehorses.com. We welcome back to the show daily face-offs, Frank Saravalli. Hello, Frank. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How's Arizona treating you? Uh, it was good. Got in Saturday night. Um, you know, went out with one of our staff members, had a good conversation with him on Saturday, and uh, went out for dinner last night with some terrific people, so... That was awesome. Watched three hockey games yesterday, and the Golden Bears ended up uh, winning in overtime in Saskatchewan, so that made me happy. Uh, yeah, it's been good. I mean, have you been here to Mullet Arena, by the way? I have not. It's uh, the only NHL arena I have not been to. Well, yeah, I guess I should haven't... hurry up and get that in because it might not last much longer. <laughs> well, yes. Perhaps you can shed some insight on that. What do you think the league's thinking right now with this organization here? I think the league is thinking that this has gone on too long that the Arizona Coyotes and their ownership with Alex Maruello, um have to present a formal, detailed, concrete plan as to when exactly shovels and steel would be going in the ground on this proposed site in North Scottsdale. And they're running up against the clock. And I personally think that the way this is all unfolded, it's – it's too toxic that there's too much toxic energy that exists around that team in that marketplace that I think the best case scenario for the overall health of the franchise and for the league business in general is to have that team relocate to Salt Lake city. Now, how that happens, whether it's a sale that Alex Maruello completes on his own, whether that's a forced sale to the league, which then brokers the team to Salt Lake City, it doesn't really matter to the fan how that happens, but it feels like something that needs to happen. Well, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I've got a couple friends at work for the Arizona Coyotes organization. Um, 
And uh, I know that there's been some recent extensions done for some people there. Uh, I'm looking at this right now. They got 20 picks in the first three rounds of the next three drafts. Yeah. Which, which is the most. And you know they don't have much to trade right now. Like They're obviously going to probably try to trade Matthew Dumba. He's a pending UFA. Yeah, Somebody they're also going to unload Jason Zucker. And 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 I'm they're going to have to retain at least half on both guys. Yeah. Uh, but real and I don't know what you get for those players. Like if now if somebody has an injury on defense on the right side, I think you're you're looking at at least a second for Dumba half retained. Uh, Zucker, I don't think it'll be as much just because his price points higher. And, but it is they they have it like tonight we're going to see Logan Cooley and Dylan Gunther, and I love Dylan Gunther. Like if Dylan Gunther is healthy two years ago. He was, he's injured. He missed the Memorial Cup. That absolutely killed the Edmonton Oil Kings. Like, right. they, they might have been able, with all due respect to Gardner McDougal, who did one of the greatest, co- the UNB head coach that took over St. John's for, only for the Memorial Cup, won the Memorial Cup, but his team was completely healthy, and the Oil Kings' neighbors was hurt. Uh, who was the uh, kid, uh, uh, Cam, for the Florida, the pick from Florida that came from Vancouver? Krause? No, 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 no. We're talking to the Oil King guys. The Florida oh. pick... The Florida pick that was with the Oil Kings two years ago that they got from the Vancouver. Justin Sordiff. Thank you very much. Uh, nice work on Brendan Escott and Cam Moon. Both. Look at you, Justin. Brendan. So resourceful. There we go. Justin that's Sordiff was my the head, Frank. <laughs> that's that's nicely done. You can jump in any time. No, but but like Dylan Gunther didn't play. He was the leading goal scorer. He was the best pure finisher in the in the WHL last year. He's up and he's playing well for these guys. They got Logan Gooley. They still have Keller. They got some. I'm not saying they got McDavid or Matthews or, or McKinnon, but they got some good. Like I, I think that Dylan Gunther will be a better player long term than Joffrey Lupul. And Joffrey Lupul played 600 games in the NHL and scored 200 goals. Like that's a decent NHL player. I could see Gunther being a 300 plus goal scorer in his career. But they. What have you? Pro- what have you made of Logan Cooley? Uh, he reminds me of Jack Hughes light. Is that it's fair? Pretty good. I mean, even Jack a Hughes, light beer version of Jack Hughes is pretty good. I didn't think, and you know, Jack Hughes' first two years, he he was not that good. And I was, a, I you know, I I like Kirby Doc because I like I think bigger guys. Like this is the Quentin Byfield discussion with Tim Stutzla. Like I think Byfield in three or four years from now is going to be the number one center of the L.A. Kings. I think Kirby so, Doc. Three or four, and that's they don't have the center, right? Like they have Geeky coming, he's another winger. They took a couple guys off of uh, uh, where the hell are those guys? Uh, Yar- Yaroslav in, in Russia in uh, Shimashev and Boot last year at six yep. and 12 that just shocked everybody. Uh, so, but they're gonna get another good pick this year, Frank. Like right now, they're 13th in the league. Like they're gonna get another I, I actually, in their division or in the conference. I'm a believer in what Bill Armstrong is doing from the hockey side. Are you? I think they're doing it the only way that you really can, which is what? through brute force and and a total well, it collection helps. of draft picks. Frank, how much are they? How much are they getting a year from revenue sharing? I have no idea. Do you think it's over twenty million? I it, it'd be hard to even fathom a, a number. I don't know. Uh, Okay. All I'm there was tell a report, it. though, that the Coyotes were cash flow positive last year. Now, my guess would be with the aid of revenue sharing. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the fact that they're not cutting a check is is interesting. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, Frank, as you know, from 2001 to 2004, we had the Canadian Assistance Program for Edmonton, Ottawa, and Calgary, and several of the uh, sharks amongst the league's owners were bitching about the fact that they had to pay those three organizations $3 million a year. We both know Arizona's been getting at least five times that amount per year, probably for the last, at least for 10 years. At least for 10 years. It's, it's very likely. So now, to, to put a cap on the prospect part of it, though, I know two managers that have a bet that they think Slavkovsky will end up being better than Cooley. Well, Slavkovsky went first and Cooley went third. So Yeah, I, but look at what the track has been since then. Look at Slavkovsky's yeah, well, first year. I mean, Slavkovsky's had his three best weeks of his NHL career. So, But this bet was made you know, a year ago. When the Canadians when were getting... was coming out and when Slavkovsky had struggled through the, the first year of his deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's a reminder that when so you, you mentioned Byfield, right? It's a reminder that sometimes it takes, you know, it's, it's not a race to who's the best 19-year-old. It's the best probably the best player at 23 and beyond that really matters. And that's why another reminder of why scouting is so difficult. I just, you know, it's funny because I heard a lot of complaining from the Chicago guys about Doc in his rookie year. And then he went up against McDavid and Drysaddle in the play-in series as one of their top two centers and did fine. Then he broke his wrist during the pandemic. And it was, you know, so he gets moved to now. He's had a brutal injury this year. I'm telling you right now, I would not have bet against a six foot four right shot center at 24, 25, 26 in the league. Like he had a pretty good year last year for the Canadians. He's at minimum a second line center, and those guys tend to track and grow over times. And sometimes it's easier for the smaller, more elusive player to make an initial surge in the league. But over time, they get ground down, and you know the bigger man ends up closing the gap. So. Uh, just reading what I've read about Kirby Doc this week, I don't know if you saw Eric Engel's story on Sportsnet. It's tremendous of the work that he's put in this year while missing most of the yeah, year. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against him either. I even wonder, like I the the, the Dubois situation in L.A. I just, I mean, you look at what happened with Winnipeg. Winnipeg, and unfortunately for Blake Wheeler, he's injured and his career may be over, but. Wheeler's out of Winnipeg, and they got Dubois out of Winnipeg. And I know the Jets haven't been scoring much lately, but they seem to be a better team without those guys, Frank. It's you're, you're right. I think there's a. I think they needed to move on for various reasons, and to take this conversation in a different direction, I had a long debate today with Jason Greger on our podcast about the MVP race and the Hart Trophy. Uh huh. And I. I'm typically not a believer in putting goaltenders in my top five on the heart ballot, but I'm going to have a real tough time this year, not including Connor Hellebuck. 
And I'm, I, at this point in time, all of the underlying metrics, the position that the Jets are in in the standings, by far his best season, uh, I think he's right up there with Nikita Kucherov, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, and Connor McDavid. 100% agree, which makes for really boring radio. But there's a famous. Well, it's shocking line. that you and I agree on something. Pat Burns once said, "Goaltending 70% of hockey. Unless you don't have goaltending, then it's 100% of hockey." So, I mean, Hellebuck's a huge factor. But I just think the air got let out of that room a little bit. All right, that, part of the reason we have you on, Frank Cervalli for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. Racing returns May 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, visit thehorses.com. Frank, we're... By the way, Oilers now back in daytime hours. How about that? For today, at least. For today, at least. Yes, I was was surprised that we were doing a show today, but we were doing a show today, so away we go. And we're making the most of it. We got a 10-minute sit-down interview. How about this first stat, Frank? If the Oilers win today, Chris Knobloch improves to 30-9. And the Arizona Coyotes dropped to 9 and one in their last ten. Wow. So there, there you go. Uh, we we get you on because you got the juices to what's going on around the National Hockey League mm-hmm. trade wise. How many days until the deadline? What are we looking at here? About eighteen. Yep, eighteen. Okay. What uh, two weeks from Friday? So is it too simple just to start by looking at Calgary? What are they going to do there? Well, Noah Hannafin is going to be on the move. I think we've determined that by now. Everyone was hoping for some sort of public or definitive answer, and the fact that no contract extension has been signed this far after the All-Star break, it gives you a real good indication of where it's heading. And beyond that, I don't have any indication that any Canadian teams are in the mix for Noah Hannafin. Yeah. Uh, Not the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously not coming back to Calgary. I don't think the Oilers are in the mix. And the clearest indication that I have, and it's not a formal thing, but lots of teams are whispering, is they think that Noah Hannafin has indicated to the Flames that he'd ultimately this summer like to end up with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I don't know how they could possibly pull that off now at the deadline, even though they're in need of defensemen. They just don't have the assets. No first-round pick until 2026. Like, How could you possibly make a significant trade of that magnitude work. So I think the the thought process is that wherever he's heading, and again, he's you never know what happens, but the thought process is that where he's likely to go, it's more often you know expected to be a rental than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, quickly into, so uh, what about Tanev? Anything there? I think Calgary's waiting for the best offer. They've got, I believe, at least one second-round pick on the table, probably multiple, and they're looking for the best deal possible, whether that's um, getting a, a better condition, trying to you know squeeze out a, a very late first-round pick from someone, uh, getting a better prospect in the deal. They, they've got lots of different options and lots of teams that are in the mix. And when they get their price, they'll pull the trigger and move them. But they haven't gotten it yet. Frank Saravalli for the horses and horse racing order. Final one for you, Frank. Uh, give me the three bet. If the Edmonton Oilers were to go out and get a top six forward or potentially a middle six forward, give me three of the best bets to get traded. Jake Gensel, Jordan Everly, 
Yeah, I still think even with the injury, though, it's not going to impact his trade value. I heard Everly, Seattle's trying to do an extension on Everly. Okay. Okay, for what it's worth. I, I honestly, unless there's someone else out there that has term that the Oilers are thinking bigger picture on, I'm not sure how how deep this market is on impact top six forwards. Great stuff. Frank, you'll join us on Friday? Talk to you then. You bet. That's Frank Saravelli, Daily Faceoffs for Horse Racing Alberta. Racing returns May 4th at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, go to horses.com. Game day lineup report. Oilers now trivia when we return as we head into... Our game day lineup report, uh, which is presented by McGuire Financial. Stick handle your way to financial success for a free financial consultation with McGuireFinancial.ca. Here we go. The Edmonton Oilers come in with a record of 29-9 under Chris Knobloch. It'll be Connor and David up front with Leon Dreisettle and Corey Perry. McDavid's got 15 points in his last six games against the Coyotes. All victories for Edmonton. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Evander Kane and Zach Hyman. Ryan McLeod with Matthias Yanmark and Warren Fogel. Dylan Holloway is back. He missed Saturday's game due to an illness. He will center Sam Gagne and uh, Derek Ryan. Connor Brown, a healthy scratch, has not scored this year on 72 shots. That is the most in the National Hockey League without a goal. The next guys are in the 50s. Next six players are all defense. He's the only forward up there. Uh, so Connor is a healthy scratch. Connor Brown for today's game. Ekholm and Bouchard. Evan Bouchard up to 14 goals, 50 points this season. Nurse and CeCe, Kulak and Dernay, and Stu Skinner starts in goal. Edmonton's fifth in goals, four, fifth on the power play. They've dropped to 11th in goals against and 15th on the PK. Edmonton has given up nine goals against in their last 19 shorthanded situations after killing off 40 of the previous 41. Their opponents today, the Arizona Coyotes playing the second of a back-to-back are 0-8-1 in their last nine, 25th in the league in goals for, 30th in shots for, dead last in face-off. Something to keep an eye on, especially in the, uh, on uh, special teams. Barrett Hayton yesterday played uh, with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. Former Oiler Nick Bukestead, who played 31 games in the regular seasonal playoffs last year. Uh, with Matthias Michelli, a guy that creates a lot of offense, and Lawson Krause, a three-time now 20-goal scorer. McBain with Cooley and Gunther. This has been an interesting line for them to watch. Bunch of young guys, 24, 19, and 20 uh, years of age. Uh, Ruzichka. And Zucker and Kerfoot were on a line together yesterday. Moser and Sean Dursey. Dursey came over from the LA Kings. Todd McClellan uh, cited him as a, a guy that they missed. Uh, basically, they had to trade him out to sign uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Dursey had 38 points last year. He's a plus three this season. Former Oilers prospect Michael Kesselring. He went over in that trade last year for Bukestead. He's playing 14-15 per game. He's with Matthew Dumba pending UFA. They had Valimaki and Josh Brown together. Not sure if they're going to keep the same pairings, and we believe that we're going to see Matt uh, Villalta as the uh, goaltender. He played for the Sioux in the OHL. That's the game day lineup report uh, for McGuire Financial. Let's do it. It is time for Oilers Now Trivia. We're going to make it an easy one for you. It's for Pro-Am Sports, Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for all budgets, all correct answers. You text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063 and you get a chance to uh, win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. Check out proamsports.ca or visit them 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. And again, it's a very easy question for today. Uh, name the former Edmonton Oil King that was a first-round draft 
choice of the Coyotes. Started the season in the minors. He's up right now. Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update uh, with David Bowles. And when we come back, Mac T on Mondays, former Oilers GM and head coach, Craig McTavish.